Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacy Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Today's guest is the Republican nominee for Attorney General for the state of Maryland. David, do you know that's been 70 years <clears throat> since they've had a Republican as the AG that's in old, Maryland? It's longer than us. I mean, 70 <laughs> years. He ran for president of the United States in 2004 on the Constitution Party ticket and founded the institution on the Constitution 25 years ago. Welcome to the show, Michael Anthony Peruca. Yay! God bless you. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you, David. I really appreciate your hospitality, and it's great to be with you. Thank you. Oh, we're so excited to have you on the show today. You know, we love the Constitution. That is a big part of what we talk about. And 25 years ago, you founded this institution. Tell us about that. Well, thank you. Yes, briefly, uh, my brother and I were law partners for for a while, uh, for, for about 10 years. And then we became, through a series of circumstances, we became interested in the Constitution. And we realized that that although we had taken an oath to the Constitution of Maryland, I have a copy of it in my hand, and the Constitution of the United States, which I have in my hand. That's um, awesome. We we never, we didn't really know what we needed to know. And, and so it, start, it started out of our own ignorance. And we, we gathered together some friends, some, fe- some parents of kids, our kids schooled with, et cetera, some people from our church. And we put together some materials and started a group study on the Constitution of the United States. And that just grew. It it it, it just uh, fast forward uh, a number of years, and uh, our materials were being used all across the country. We have graduates in every state wow. of, of of the country. Tens of thousands of people have have used our materials. Uh, pastor David Whitney, who's my pastor, is our senior instructor. We developed a course of of study on the Maryland Constitution as well. Then we developed a course of study on the Delaware, which is our neighbor constitution. And right now we're working in a number of states, including Texas. Uh, with some fo- local folks there to develop courses of instruction. And this is so important because I, I mentioned what, before we were on the air, there's two law schools in, in Maryland, the, the University of Baltimore and the University of Maryland. They're quote unquote accredited law schools. Mm-hmm. And although everybody that graduates from there takes an oath to protect and defend this document, the Maryland, as mm-hmm. well as this one, the U.S. Constitution, um, that, that there's no course of study for the last 50 years, there's been no course of study on the Maryland Constitution in Maryland law school. So we have people <laughs> graduating and taking an oath to protect the defendant, and then they've actually never read it. And this is, I, I, and I asked you earlier, you know, do you think this is a mistake or an oversight? Or, do you, or, 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 would, this, or would this perhaps be part of a greater, bigger agenda to make yeah. us yeah. not know the rules and so that mm-hmm. they can break the rules with impunity when we don't know what the rules are? So that's a, that's a, that's a huge issue. That's, that's, huge. Anyway, that's why we started Institute on the Constitution to do those things and to, and to kind of get us to think like Americans again. We don't think like Americans. We think that the, the, the whole idea of talking about God and praying to God and acknowledging his authority and asking for his help in the yeah. public square has been, has been denigrated and marginalized. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're in the middle of this. And this just hasn't just happened in the last two and a half years, but the last two and a half years have been you know, significant, obviously. Our our, our motto here on the show is wake up, speak up and show up. And and, and the initial phase of that, where we really try to get people on the, on the, when they're kind of waking up is to realize the uniqueness we have as Americans, you know, with our rights. I use Mm -hmm. the example. A lot of times, if you had a a rich uncle that you didn't really know about and he left you a hundred thousand dollars in a, you know, a savings account, but you didn't even know it was there. And some hacker broke into the bank and stole all that money. You wouldn't even really be upset about it because you didn't even know you had that money. Right. 
And that's kind of like right. our rights. That's mm-hmm. kind of like some of the things that make us great. People have kind of drifted into this space of lack of understanding of civics, lack of understanding of, of the Constitution. And they sort of feel like this is normal, that it's natural to have a free country, that this is it sort of happens uh, by accident, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like the seasons change and it just sort of it has a flow to it accidentally. But there's some very unique things about our country that make it work, that 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 make it this truly, like Reagan said, a you know, a light on a hill that people mm-hmm. risk everything to come to. And it's not because of the terrain or the weather or they come here because they actually yeah. have the opportunity to pursue freedom. Yeah, you know, following that thought, you made me remember uh, G.K. Chesterton, I think it was, once said that the, America might be the only country ever founded on a creed, on a system mm-hmm. of beliefs. I mean, uh, pre- self-consciously de- developed on a, on, a, on a set of beliefs. And those beliefs uh, of our founders are really capsulized and, and, and summarized and and uh, in the declaration and it's really very simple the the jefferson said there the, we we hold these truths to be self-evident then he listed five self-evident truths the first one being that there's a creator god yeah the second one being that our rights come from him they're not privileges of government and the third extremely important that the purpose of government the purpose of civil government is to protect and secure those god-given rights not it's not to make sure your seatbelt is buckled or that, mm-hmm. that you're wearing that you're eating your veggies or wearing your helmet. And it's not to redistribute your wealth. It's not to take it from you and give it to her because you've got it and she needs it. Yep. That's that's not the purpose <laughs> of government. And then the fourth self-evident truth, interestingly, he said that all righteous government is by consent of the governed. Well, these constitutions we've been talking about, the Constitution of Maryland or, or your state, the Constitution of the United States, these are the vehicles by which we express the consent of the government. I mean, this is the deal. This is the bargain. This is the contract. Mm-hmm. So you might say that if, if, the, if the government, in my case, of in our case of Maryland, stays within the bounds of this document, then you could say it has our consent, right? But when they violate that, when they step outside this deal, this contract, this bargain, then they don't have our consent. They lose our consent, and therefore they lose their legitimacy, et, et cetera. You know, and for the past two and a half years, I mean, a health crisis has been used mm-hmm. as a as an excuse uh, for uh, uh, Marylanders to 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 have their their rights denigrated to all of these lockdowns, these mandates, all of these uh, violations right. yep. of your right to assemble, your violations of your right to worship, all of these things. None of them were lawful. None of them were allowed by this document. None of them. Right. None of them. No, none of them. <laughs> none of them were allowed. And and um uh we've been sold this lie that, well, since there's an emergency going on, uh, that we can set this aside. We put this aside while we have some kind of, but let me, let me just quote to you what article 44 of the Maryland declaration of rights, which is the state equivalent equivalent of the bill of rights, right? Mm -hmm. So the Maryland declaration of rights, article 44 says this, it says that the provisions of the constitution of the United States and of this state being Maryland apply as well in times of wars in times of peace and no mm-hmm. violation thereof or deviation therefrom based on a plea of necessity or any other plea is valid. That's pretty I mean, clear. Yep. Nothing could be more on point <laughs> than, than that, right? I mean, that's precisely what so so there's in other words, what the what the Constitution of Maryland, the Supreme Law of the State says, is that there's no there's there's no COVID nineteen exception to the Bill of Rights. There's mm-hmm. no emergency night, there's no emergency emergency, there's no exception. There's no exception. Man. And yet and yet, this has not stopped the tyranny that has existed in my state because yeah. lawyers don't know it, people don't know it, um, and so I had a my mentor was a man named Mr. Howard Phillips back back in the day. He was a member of the Nixon administration. He served, 
And he used to say to me, Michael, the, the Constitution is not a self-enforcing document. It's a wonderful document, but the words aren't going to leap off the page mm-hmm. and enforce themselves, right? Yes. It, yes. it needs champions. It needs champ- it needs pe- It needs a vigilant citizenry that not only understand it, but can articulate it. And it needs people at all levels of government, especially local governments, sheriffs, et cetera, police, that understand it and are willing to and understand that it is supreme, not mm-hmm. the mandates or orders or, or, of, of bureaucrats. Well, That's two huge. things need to happen. Number one, people need to know it. They need to mm-hmm. have it. We give away hard copies. A lot of times we're at live events, but we also give away a free download of the U.S. Constitution uh, with the amendments. If people send us a text at 40509, it's on the screen now, 40509, just put the word letter GF, stands for General Flynn. We started doing this when he was on our show uh, the mm-hmm. first time. So just put GF in the in the body of it and text 40509. We'll, we'll send you a Dropbox link, and it's it's formatted. You can read it on your phone. You can send it to your your nephew that's a sophomore in college somewhere, and he's telling you what things are all about. And uh, have him read this with you and go through that. So good. Um, so it's, it's important. So you need, to, you need to have it. But number two, we need to elect people that value it, mm-hmm. that have actually sure. read it, that are going to go there and, and, and defend us with this. Now, state of Missouri, we're really blessed to have an incredible attorney general, Eric Schmidt. He's mm-hmm. running for Senate, which I'm— I love the guy. I partially hope he doesn't win because we got such a great attorney general. I don't, I don't, we don't want to lose him. I don't want to lose that spot because <laughs> exactly. he's so productive. Eric does so many great things. We've learned a lot the last two years, the the value of a, of a strong secretary of state. Yep. A lot of people have learned the value of having a strong city council mm-hmm. or your mayor or some of these positions that, you know, every, they thought everything was about, you know, Trump versus Biden. Like that was all there was. It's all right. about, but, but we're really set up in a way that these, these, the more local positions mm-hmm. and our state reps and and uh, the attorney generals yep. play a bigger role than what people give them credit for, and they should play a bigger role than the president. Yeah, then and they do, and and you know, uh, as you say that, David, it occurs to me that the tyranny that they're that that is trying to be that they're trying to impose on us can't succeed if the local government is true and righteous and follows the constitution. They need the local government, the local police, the local sheriffs, the local mayors, et cetera. They need them to roll over and 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 they've bribed them in many cases with yep. it because they're bribed with money that the, the central government prints out of thin air and then distributes yep. to, to get their way. I mean, I served on the Anne Arundel County Council in my county here in Maryland uh, for four years and I was its chairman in, in 2018. And we were always being bribed by agencies of the federal government uh, uh, and it, c- it came through state agencies. But um, so, so that, you know, people, people say uh, that, that this is free money that they're, that we're going to get at the local jail. Your mama told you that there's no such thing as a free. Money. <laughs> exactly. you, know, you, you know, you know, that's just flat out. The, the only, true. the only free cheese is in the mousetrap. That's right. That, that, that's, that's right. That's right. Um, uh, just a, just a very quick example. I mean, a FEMA was going to give our, our, our local uh, county, our fire department, $7.2 million or whatever. And the county council has to vote to accept that, to, mm-hmm. to, to approve that. And uh, I, I, of course I voted no, I voted no for every grant for, for, for four years. And it was always one to six. Uh, sometimes it was two to five. I counted that as a win. Uh, <laughs> but I tried to tell my colleagues wow. you know, that, that they're bribing us. Yeah. This is this. And, and, um, and, and they, and there's always strings attached. They always, there's always, uh, and what we're trading for that is our citizens, our constituents' uh, rights and liberties, and 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 their property. You know, we're we're trading their property rights and stuff for yep. the for for this temporary money. And how many seven point two million dollars 
grants to our fire department does it take until they're not our fire department, they're FEMA's fire department. Absolutely. Right. Now, people can find you at patriots4peruca.com. I'm going to spell that for those yes. of you listening on the radio or you're on Apple or one of the podcast downloads. It's it's Patriots. Hopefully, you got that figured out. The, the number four, <laughs> that's pretty easy. Now, I'm going to spell Peruca, P-E-R-O-U-T-K-A.com. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it one more time. Patriots, the number four, P-E-R-O-U-T-K-A.com. And we'll put the links down below. If you want to come to our, our, our website as well, we'll have links we can find his work and search him out. We got a couple of words. We wrap up here. We got some uh, Maryland specific questions that I think affect the nation. Yeah. There's a couple of big issues that that affect us nationally, but Maryland is sort of in the crosshairs for. And we just kind of want what your your take on these. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're in love with the state of Maryland. Love it. We, are, love we it. have lots of friends there. We love it. It's a beautiful area. Question I have for you is in March, Maryland uh, Senate Bill 669, it legalized infanticide up to 28 days after birth. It didn't pass. But mm. what is your thought on that bill? And do you think that the citizens of Maryland were for something like that? Uh, no, I don't think they are. I think I think we're controlled by oligarchs that, that for the most part. There are many citizens who are who are for that, but uh uh, that is, you know, you know, one of the things I worry about with this, this with the, the with Dobbs, the Dobbs decision that overruled Roe v. Wade, is this is this idea, this conventional wisdom that this is now gives the states the authority to allow abortion or to approve abortion. States have no such authority. Abortion violates the very first principle of American government, which is the right to life. Um, there, there is there is no right way to do what God says is wrong. There is no right to kill another human being. Um, and if uh, the reason, one of the reasons I'm running for attorney general is to defend life, both at at, at the beginning of, at the early stages of life, preborn, and also at the end stages of life, uh, we have to stand for that. And um, you know, we live in a culture of death right now in ma- in many ways. And the Dobbs decision mm-hmm. was a was a was a wonderful thing, but but we have to we have to resist this idea that we could that we could say now it's up to the states. It's what it's up to the states to do is to is to uh, prevent it. That's what it's that's what it's yeah. up to the states to do. Yeah. So I'm 100 percent pro-life and would use the attorney general's position to defend life to its fullest. All right. Next, next question. Um, you know, Governor DeSantis seems to make headlines almost every week. He mm-hmm. seems to be sort of the the Bugs Bunny to the left's Elmer Fudd on every <laughs> single topic uh, that comes up, whether it was 60 minutes trying to entrap him or, you know, whatever is kind of coming along. Well, um Along with Abbott, who I, I think Governor Abbott of Texas, probably a fine uh, gentleman in a lot of ways, but he sort of seems to kind of look to DeSantis like, what do leaders do? Okay, I'm going to I'm going to do that. You know, it's yeah. kind of how it appears to, to me anyway. Right. Um, the border towns along the border, Arizona and Texas, you know, you got uh. towns of, of you know, 1,000 people, 2,000, 3,000 people that have, that have their, their populations have swelled. Some of them have doubled with illegal immigration that have completely wrecked their infrastructures. And so they've taken some of these uh, individuals that that they're you know sprinkling into Cleveland and Indiana and wherever else and sending them right to the doorsteps of the people who are the loudest saying that nobody is illegal and we have open arms to everybody. So we're taking them up on that offer and DeSantis has been very vocally sent some to Martha's Vineyard this past right. weekend and uh, the the Obamas and everybody else that has the the financial means to live there and and uh, uh, we just forget how they how they get rich. It has. Uh, created quite an uproar, uh, this right. idea of a sanctuary state and sanctuary cities. Now, Maryland, you are not technically a sanctuary state. Governors voted that down. Uh, but all your cousin states around you, what I call the little states, you know, we live in Missouri, you got big states out here and you got little states, you know, back east. 
Uh, but you have sanctuary counties. The city of Baltimore has become a sanctuary city uh, within that. And then um, Montgomery, uh, Howard, and Prince George counties are all sanctuary counties. Right. It's a pretty big right. swath of your mm-hmm. state. You know, Baltimore has almost become synonymous with like a Detroit, with a New Orleans, a right. place that right. you definitely wouldn't want to go at night, a place mm-hmm. you'd want to be careful. And, and you know, we know it is a, is an incredible state, but but crime is sure. on the rise. These things. What do you have to say about that? And and what do you think about DeSantis's move? Of well, DeSantis's move just was highlighted and underscored the hypocrisy of the elitists. I mean, because you know they were they were saying that there's 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 no there's no housing in Martha's Vineyard. There ain't nothing but housing in Martha's. There's nothing but spare beds in in, in Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> exactly. There's, there's thousands and thousands of them. Probably just. The 50 people that were there would probably be taken care of in one of the mansions that are there. But right. so you just highlighted the, the hypocrisy and the yeah. outrageous. And for them to, to try to uh, spin that back, uh, uh, that, uh, that that this was unfair to the people is just the height of hypocrisy. So so the whole idea of sanctuary, uh, look, ha- having a, a, a state or a jurisdiction that's a sanctuary for something is not bad in, in its own right. Uh, Carroll County here in Maryland a number of years ago declared itself a Second Amendment sanctuary city. In other words, if if, if there's if there's something that that morally and law, lawfully constitutionally should be protected, that's the reason to be a sanctuary. But what they want to be a sanctuary for in these cases are things that are unlawful, that are that are not. They want they want to they want to use that as an excuse to violate the border. Look, it, Article Four, Section Four of the United States Constitution gives the federal government the authority and the and the right and the duty actually. To protect the borders from invasion—that's that's a federal—that's a federal responsibility. Mm-hmm. But if they don't do it, it's been delegated to the federal government by the states. If they don't do it, then the states have to do it. The states, yeah. the states must do it to preserve their own borders. If you don't have a border, you don't have a country. If you don't have a border, you don't have a state. Yeah. Yep. So the, the states, the states are forced to gather together and do that. And I would, I as Attorney General, I would absolutely support that. And I, I would be opposed to any sanctuary cities for illegal purposes, like like. Uh, like uh, violating uh, the the, the uh, immigration laws. Uh, mm-hmm. That that's that's that is something that uh, that Article Five of the Declar of the the Maryland Constitution calls for the Attorney General to do, and I would do that. You know, if if you live in Wyoming or Montana or Missouri or Kansas or Oklahoma or Texas, you're impacted by the things that happen in these other states. We are, yep. you know, it's sort of like, well, I don't really care about this finger because it doesn't affect this finger. We're all attached to the same body as That's one right. country. If if you like the things that Michael's saying here today and you think, man, our country is better served mm-hmm. having somebody that loves this document in leadership. And knows it, 25 years of teaching it, studying it. I mean, this, this is phenomenal. Then I encourage you to go to patriotsforperuka.com. We'll put the link down below. You could donate. I mean, if you're, yes. again, if you're sitting there in Oklahoma, man, don't do a Starbucks today and donate $5 towards his account. This is an important topic. Mm-hmm. It's an important person. And it's one position. You get a stake in the ground there. It leads to a lot of dominoes falling all the way around. And it. if you know anyone in Maryland, send them this episode. They need to see it. If they don't know him yet, they need to know who Michael Peruca is. Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. Appreciate it. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.